Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, the No Pie Show. And because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. You know, I I felt like I have to I have to fill because I'm waiting for a visual gag and yeah, you've got nothing. I, did, I didn't bring a mask today. I'm sorry. The Bernie the Bernie Sanders was a big hit. We got a lot. I believe of you promised there yeah. would be other masks. I, Rick, I wear a mask every day for you and for <laughs> and my for my family and for no one knows who the real guy is. <laughs> I think it's a very thin mask, <laughs> super duper thin mask. Uh, but yes, um, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot a mask. You, okay. Well, you don't dress up. You wear the same damn sweatshirt and cub hat every day. So what? Well, That's my costume. This is my. This is people would be very upset if I was not showing up in this costume. Well, you know, uh, this we, is my podcasting uniform. We have uh, Mike Cole coming on. Yes. Now, you uh, many of you may not know Mike Cole by name, but you've probably seen him on uh, the the reality uh, TV show CBS Hunted yeah. and on Discovery Channel Contact. He's all over. He's a big author. Anyways, so he tells a story because he was in one of, he, one of these reality shows yeah. that he's in. They wanted him to dress like he dresses for work. Okay. Okay. But they made him, or they wanted to buy that clothes. So what he did is they took a picture of him. You At know, work. Yeah. And then they just replicated and gave him almost the exact same. Oh, really? Yeah. Wardrobe. So that's, that's. That's what you do. That's I'm what saying, I do. I'm saying that. So, I mean, look forward to that interview because uh, we, we're going to talk to him about cyber stuff. He, he is an expert, and we'll find out. If, we're, if the elections will be happening yeah. today. So, I mean, that, that's right. worth sticking around for right there. Or running, or running into Wyoming in some Yes, hills. that is true. Uh, should, we, should we do some minutia? Oh, sure. All right, here we go. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Well, we're going to challenge that right now. Is this going to be of value, Dave? <laughs> um, do, you, well, do you have a Jenkins jingle? Oh, oh two weeks in a row. I feel, I feel blessed. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! That's all. So where's where's Jenkins working now? Facebook. There's a lot of Jenkins (laughs) at at Facebook. Facebook has issued an apology for translating China's president Xi's name as Mr. Shithole. (laughs) The, That's the, the same first sound, I guess. Uh, the mistranslation caught people's attention when Myanmar's de facto civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi wrote a Facebook post in Burmese confirming uh, Mr. Xi's arrival in the time or time of arrival in his country. So this is a, a, a world leader, right? Come, tweeting about another world, or I guess Facebooking. 
I know. And he word, and yeah. he wrote it in Burmese, but it translate Facebook translated it as Mr. Shithole, President of Oops. China, arrives at four p.m. Right. So there's a Jenkins working. Uh, work well, in I, the, I, right off the top of my head, I can think of a couple of good things about this. One is. Uh, China has banned Facebook. Yeah, right. So yeah, President right. Xi will never see this, right? <laughs> Good point. And uh, the second thing is at least it translated into just an insult and not something racist. Right. Shithole is for everybody. We're all right. 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 So, I mean, it, it, you know, like, for instance, I'm thinking of a bunch of racist things that it could have said, and I'm not going to say them. Oh, come on. No. No. I mean, if I... <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't do it. Really? I would just. I mean, it would be bad if you know. No, I can, no, I can't do it. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I, you know, the old Rick would have been able to flop those out, no problem. Remember, but I can't do it. Is uh, oh no, I get it, and I'm beginning to censor myself with yeah. with my daughters, you know, and to their teachers listening. So right. I get it. As a matter of fact, kids never say racist things, <laughs> right? But right. you know, yeah, but it could have said something different. Yeah. Like, well, all right. So now I've got another story that's going <laughs> to challenge me. Uh, an Indian man has died after a tussle with his rooster on their way to a cockfight. <laughs> Were they spectators or was it? Uh... Well, he apparently was a guy who was going to, it was his rooster. His rooster was the uh, cockfighter. Okay. He was bringing the cockfighter to his fight. Right, sure. He's like name, the entourage of the cockfighter. Yeah, exactly. His name was or is Sarapali Shanavekstavarama <laughs> Rao. He was 50 years old. What would Facebook translate that into? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was hit in the neck with a blade that was tied to the rooster's claw. Oh, so he was cheating. Well, no, that's what... I mean, oh, is that really at, what they do? At cockfights, this is what they do. They, oh, I guess, oh, they do have little switchblades? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it is, it's gross. I, you know, I went to a bullfight once when I was in, in Barcelona, yeah. and I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, cool, like... Uh, Hemingway or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Go to a bull. Yeah, um, they just kill an animal. Yeah, right. And they stick the the blades in his back. Right. That's I mean, terrible. Yeah. It, I mean, well, it sound like a. Well, you're just becoming outraged now for bullfighting. <laughs> you know, I'm right. feeling bad. Did now. you guys know this was happening? <laughs> we have to put. We have to enlighten people on this issue. What I'm, I'm really thinking to myself. Oh, we got Mike Cole coming up, who's like this. You know. Guy who, oh, who fought in Iraq, oh, and, you know, and, he, and right. he's hearing me cry about <laughs> the poor bull in the bullfight. So uh, we're diverse. Yes. Uh, anyway, he uh, he's gone. Uh, he was killed by the uh, the rooster, and obviously that's some sort of a karma thing. It's uh, kismet. Yeah, absolutely. If, yeah. if you're gonna do that to the animals, right, right. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna stand up on my soapbox right now. <laughs> oh. I've never seen you this passionate about anything. But yeah, you're right. Like if there's a story about some alligator wrestler in Florida dying. Yeah. You know, like, eh. yeah, like when that Steve Irwin guy <laughs> yeah, got right, bit or right. hit by a stingray. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, what do you think <laughs> going to happen? Exactly. Well, I, you know, uh, no, I agree. And so. All right. I'm not. Well, it's, uh, it's time for uh, another feature. Uh, this is the feature that we bring you every week. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave uh, reaches his hand into the jar and pulls out a name. And I have to tell the story of having met that person. At the end of uh, the show last week, you pulled out the name. Kathy Lee Gifford. 
Now, everyone knows Kathy Lee. Sure. She was on... Uh, America's Sweetheart. Yes, she was on the Today Show right. for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also was with Regis. Right. Remember Regis oh, and Kathy sure. Lee. Absolutely. My story goes back to those days. She was... So, uh, what, 90... I'd say early 90s. 92. Okay. around there. All right. Uh, Kathy Lee was uh, uh, a guest on the show because I saw her on, I think it was Letterman, and she talked about how when she was breastfeeding, she would use cabbage leaves on her breast mm-hmm. to, to, to calm to, it. Right. And at that time, the uh, co-host of the show was Vicki Truax, and she was pregnant. And so I thought this would be a funny bit, you know, right. a nice little bit. Right. Get the uh, pregnant women on. have great senses of humor too. Well, no, as it turned out, it 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 was uh, a pretty funny interview. Kathy Lee is funny, yeah. um, and then Kathy and Vicky just talked about their boobs for for several minutes. And at some point, John and I looked at each other like, "This is great. <laughs> this is great." <laughs> I don't. I didn't have you to know, write this content. It's just happening. It's We're just going to fantastic. Sit. So that that's my Kathy Lee story. Why don't you uh, see if you can get another name for us here? I uh, will do. Harry Carey. Several Harry Carey stories. All okay, right. well I'll put it back in the bowl. So we will be doing that uh, for you next week. If people want to find a way to get this show on their phone whenever they want, is there a way that they can do you that? You can, Rick, and it's really not that hard. All you got to do is subscribe. Do you know okay. what subscribing is? Uh, basically, you, it's pressing a button. It's pressing it? a button. Uh, where you go, you can go to Stitcher. You can go to Google Play. You can go to IT or Apple Podcasts. You can go to Rick's Basement. Yeah, you could because I've got it. Right. I'm subscribed, and, uh, and you can even try, I think you can even share your subscriptions via social media. So if you do subscribe to Minutia Men, why don't you make a little? It would kill you to make a little post and say, "Hey guys, check out this." Because here's something you'll get every week at Minutia Men. A celebrity interview. Right, and we've got Mike Cole. Coming up right after this. Lasano and Friends. Did you guys know yes. that Family Guy is a very smart show? No, uh. South Park is actually the smartest show. Why? Because it's a very conservative show done yes. in a very liberal manner, and there is so much rhetoric. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I know. still disagree that South Park is the smartest show. However, yes, it is smart <laughs> in that it fools a lot of people into thinking that it's funny and or that it, it is that it is making fun of okay, everything. Okay, out of the things. four shows, South Park, yes. Simpsons, yes. Family Guy, and Flintstones, yes. which is a smart Flint- show. Hold on, why are you including Flintstones? Lasano and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's one of the Mercuries that was used in Hawaii Five-O, now in need of restoration. Plus another great automotive list. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, our next guest is really, he, he's like a clone of us. Really. Brothers from another mother. Uh, Mike Cole, he's a lieutenant in the U.S. Coast Guard Reserve. He commands a boat squadron responsible for search and rescue and maritime law enforcement in the waters around New York. 
I served two tours in Iraq as a security contractor, third tour as a Department of Defense civilian contractor, worked with the FBI, the CIA, the DIA, uh, led the intelligence team. This, I mean, it, yeah, it's like we're piling, describing Yeah, us. you know what? You're piling on right he now with all this stuff. He was part of the division that took down Osama bin Laden, just like us. <laughs> uh, have you ever been on a show with uh, with two people that have baby soft hands before? Yeah, a couple because, of schlubs uh, like us. What are you doing slumming with us? <laughs> hey, before I answer that, let me just correct the record on some things. Okay, um, I am I am out of the Coast Guard. Uh, oh, you uh, are no okay. No longer. That's no longer my gig. I did do that, um, but I literally am going through the separation process right now. I'm currently on their inactive standby list, which means that if there's an existential crisis, if China invades the United States, they'll call me. But basically, I'm done. I just want to make sure that uh, that, that is clear. I, okay. I would screen that phone call. If yeah. they call you, just, you know, I never got it. Sorry. <laughs> it went right to um, voice yeah, uh, uh, yeah, baby soft hands. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to remember the military and, and this particular the intelligence services uh, for every warfighter, for every combat arms or patrol law enforcement officer. There's probably like 20 to 30 support personnel whose jobs are just as critical to getting uh, to getting the job done. So plenty of baby soft hands. And well, in the that's what I wanted to hear. That's it. Now, you're also a writer. We're both writers also. And you've written. Uh, as you were talking before you went on, this will be your 12th book, your 12th published book coming up next year. So, yeah. And they're fantasy stories. And, uh, his, and history as well, right? You're, is it military history? or? Yeah, yeah. Fantasy, fantasy science fiction and so far ancient military history, although there's a new project that will be announced tomorrow. Oh. Uh, if, is, is this show going to go, when is this show going to be broadcast? It's probably in, it's not this week. It, it, it depends upon uh, the it, it'll probably be in two weeks. It'll probably be in two weeks. Maybe next okay, week. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, in that case, I'll tell you because uh, by the time uh, the show airs, the announcement will be made. So I, I've written my first comic book, oh, um, wow. and it's excuse me, <coughs> sorry, a little sick here. <coughs> it's um, and it's about seventeenth uh, century Cossacks. So uh, it's about the war between the um, the Ottoman Empire and the Habsburgs in the seventeenth century, which is this incredible period of military history wow. um, with which saw the Ottoman Empire place the city of Vienna in Austria under siege. And the day was saved by a, a Polish army of winged knights. I'm not exaggerating. In the 17th century, Polish knights bolted fake wings, six-foot wings, onto the backs of their armor. So this charge was literally like a charge of angels. Wow. At least as far as what it looked like, right. And no one's ever heard of this. So I'm thinking, what do the youth of today really want in a comic book? They want <laughs> to learn about obscure 17th century Eastern European history. So uh, that book will be uh, that comic book will be publishing with Vault um, in the coming year. Do they have iPads? Do these angels have iPads or uh, <laughs> you know, iPhone? No, uh. no, just lances, lances and. I mean, it's one of the cool things about this period is that it's the it's right at the transition from the Renaissance medieval world into the modern world. So man portable guns are just reaching the point where they're making a difference on the battlefield. So you still have knights effectively and you also have musketeers. So it's this really cool like transitional period, which is gorgeous visually, which is why it works so well in a comic book. And I got the best artist. So uh, Tony Akins agreed to work with me. If you know comic books, you know Tony. He did Wonder Woman. He's done Star Wars. He's done Hellblazers. He's done Fables. Like, 
he's one of the best comic book uh, artists out there. So I'm really psyched to be working with him. Have you? Did you play a lot of Risk in high school? Because I played a lot of Risk in high school. It sounds like you'd be a, a Dungeons and Dragons and Risk guy. Were you? Uh, were you? Were you? Were you that guy? I was the uber nerd, man. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't think I got a date until college. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm looking right now at my board gaming wall. And uh, most of the board games I play are like these hex encounter war games. The whole goal is that they not be fun at all. <laughs> they do like just wildly, wildly historically accurate, incredibly complicated, and it takes an hour to make a single move. But those are the kinds of games I like. Good for you. But when you're not doing that, playing games or writing books, you're a television star. You, uh, you know, many of our listeners are probably familiar with your work on Hunted, the CBS show Hunted, and just on the Discovery Channel. Uh, contact. Why don't you tell people a little bit who are not familiar with those shows? I love them. I mean, I I binged watched both of them a little bit um, over the weekend. Uh, they're great. I mean, I I love Hunted. That, the concept of Hunted is really a great concept. I think. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. A, go ahead, Mike. Tell. Yeah, tell I, I uh, I'm kind of bummed it didn't get renewed. Um, so the concept of Hunted is that normal people bet that they can evade teams of elite investigators for a month, and if they can, they get a quarter million dollars. And I was one of the hunters because of my background in counterterrorism targeting that went after these people. Um, so it's a really cool game show idea, but it also like addresses the bigger questions about the surveillance state. Right, and Big civil- Brother. Right, civil liberties versus freedom. Yeah, they've and, got a show uh, called so- Big Brother, but this one really is <laughs> Big Brother. I mean, right, right. Because it is almost impossible to disappear. It really is, um, and it was it was a great show. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, they took they took a really big gamble on the expense. So the reason that reality TV shows are are easy to make is that they're inexpensive compared yeah. to scripted television. But they pulled out all the stops to make Hunted, and even though the show went really well because it had such a high per episode production price, it didn't make financial sense to keep going. Gotcha. So. Um, but uh, I really, really love that show. Oh, it's great. But what happened with that is I got sort of typecast in the unscripted TV space. That's what TV folks call reality TV as a hunter, right? Like, so right. my entire life, it's true. My entire career, I've done intelligence targeting and manhunting. So I'm like us. Yeah. Like, like Rick and Dave. Like I mean, really, yeah. it's like talking to ourselves. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm at home with family. Right now. <laughs> um. So uh, when uh, Cargus 7 did contact, they wanted to have like a hard hitting investigative military intelligence team tackling the question of contact with extraterrestrials paired with investigative journalists and uh, and sort of battlefield experts, people who are experts in analyzing ground and imagery. So they put me on that as well. So I sort of uh, now have this reputation as the dude who hunts uh, in Hollywood. And uh, hopefully that'll hustle me my neck. Yeah, whatever it takes. So uh, you're also, um, you mentioned this earlier, but you're cyber threat uh, intelligence analyst. Uh, you're still working with the uh, the police department? No, uh, I I, uh, I left uh, the NYPD after five years. So there's sort of an unofficial retirement uh, in law enforcement and in the military and in intelligence circles. You can either do your 20 years in the government uh-huh. and get your pension, but if you are willing to jump ship, um, the financial sector in particular, but also the retail sector, uh, hires us. Okay, gotcha. Um, and uh, and they, they put us to work doing the exact same thing. So, so you're, just... you're an intelligence vigilante. <laughs> uh, yeah. A freelancer. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm a vigilante. A freelancer. I would say that I'm still doing the same work I did in the government. I mean, the reality of it is, is that the cyber threat 
particularly the cyber threat originating in, in Russia and Eastern Europe, which is where I uh, focus my attention, is so massive that the government absolutely cannot handle it on their own. And the private sector also has to step up. And the reality of it is, is that my first two tours in Iraq were as a mercenary. There has right. always been, it, it makes Americans really uncomfortable, and frankly, it should. But there's always been a really strong public-private partnership in military, in intelligence, and in law enforcement with private companies providing a lot of the personnel, skills, and even equipment um, that is used for things that we think of as traditionally a government function. Now, whether or not that's ethical is another topic of conversation, but it's definitely a fact. Well, well the question we have, uh, since you are an expert on cyber, um, we've got nothing to worry about on the elections this year, right? Yeah, everything's going to be right. Be fine. <laughs> but, yeah. um, You're on it, right? You're going to save the republic, right, Mike? Can I curse on this show? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Without divulging any, any um, proprietary information, we are completely fucked. <laughs> um, Great. I uh, I don't want to I don't want to be uh, uh, overly alarmed, uh, but I would say the uh, the odds of this being a uh, transparently free and fair election are about zero. Oh, um, fantastic! It, it, it doesn't help that um, the president. Uh, administration has worked overtime to block any kind. Uh, whether you support the administration or not, it is a fact that the administration has blocked any effort yeah. at legislative election security. Um, and uh, look, uh, uh, Russia has an incredibly robust and and frankly public uh, information operations um, bent, um, and they're not they're not even uh, making much of an effort to keep that uh, underground so yeah we have lots to worry about this election and i wish i had better news i'm often asked um about to predict cyber 9-11 people always say what's the 9-11 and cyber it's going to be are they going to shut the traffic lights off are they going to are they going to open the dams are they going to um cause airplanes to crash and i always say no Cyber 9-11 has already happened and you are already living in it. And what it is, is flooding the zone with bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, IO has I, uh, information options, mostly from Russia, but not just have hit the American public so hard that we no longer agree on what facts are. Yeah. We no longer trust any media source. Um, the we, we literally the terms fake news and alternative facts, the order of the day right now. And so. There is no rational basis for argument and consensus in American society. And with that, there's no basis for action. Yeah. Um, and you see this both in the issue with global warming, but you also see it with the elections, is that there is no proof that can be offered to an opposing party that they will accept. Uh, there is no such thing as a smoking gun anymore. That really is the cyber 9-11, and it has already happened to us. Okay. Uh, we're both lying down on cots right now well, with, uh, <laughs> with, like, washcloths on our foreheads. <laughs> well, the good I'm not, I'm, not the, I'm not the ray of sunshine guy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, the, well, the good news is is I just got a offer of $18 million from a Nigerian prince via email. And uh, well, he, you, know, you won't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. And he sent <laughs> a picture on your Greek island. Right. Yeah. He, he sent a picture of his passport and it looks totally legit. So all, all you have to do is give him your uh, bank account information <laughs> right. and everything's cool. Have you, yeah, you, you're all set. That'll be perfect. So does that kind of shit work? I mean, obviously it had to have worked at least once, but uh, 
you know, I, I get these scams all the time in these, you know, these emails from the phone calls from the IRS. Yeah, and, and, and you know, my Apple password, you know, go to junkdoodd.com to, you know, to I've reset it. I've been getting Chinese voicemails a lot lately. Yeah, so, like, how does, I mean, it, it obviously works, right? I mean, or. Yeah, I mean, it does. Um, I mean, obviously, it mostly works on people who are less technically savvy yeah. uh, than you or I, people who are less familiar with email. I think that, like, I am one of the people that we refer to as extremely online. That's a term. And I'm guessing that you guys as podcasters mm. are sort of, you know, yeah, pretty, right. like, right. So for, for you guys, it seems ridiculous. But it's easy for people like us to forget that we're a pretty rarefied bunch i think it's only something like 22 percent of the global population even has access to twitter and of those who do use twitter which we which people like you and i think of is like that's the world conversation about everything but i think uh, of the 22 percent of the population that has access to it i think something like one percent of the accounts account for over 90 percent of the tweets and they're all so dicks they're <laughs> me especially but the, uh, but the uh but you know there's a huge portion of the population that's sort of elite people like us and it's i know it's uh, hard to think of ourselves as elite but we really are in terms of our use of technology you know they don't they don't know that right yeah. they don't have that daily uh education and that daily reinforcement so yeah when they get an email from a, a nigerian prince or when they get a phone call from the irs especially the elderly they, yeah. they go for it. Yeah, I know. My mom actually called me last night and asked me to send one of my sons over. I've got three sons that are, you know, teenagers, a little bit older, because she's got so many emails and uh, somebody has to get rid of them. For... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, about, this is... those, about those sons, um, when we get done with the call, uh, let's you and I have a chat about what causes that. Um, and then you can, uh, that way you avoid, uh, the family getting any bigger. Yeah. Okay. I'd appreciate that. Cause, uh, that's, that's really been a problem. All three of them. No, it's really, a, it's a very simple thing and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. I, yeah. I'd love to know how that happened. Um, so let's talk about your writing. Cause, uh, your, your books are very popular. They're all over the place. Uh, uh, fantasy, Novels, you, you're talking about your uh, special uh, or the, the the space special. So op. here's my here's my concept, right? Um, you know what we have now a space force in America. <laughs> have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, I uh, I have thoughts about that. Yeah. But yes, go on. So my theory is that that is actually been stolen from one of your books, uh, the Supernatural Operations uh, Corporation. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that if it will cause this farce to be defunded. Uh, I'll take the money okay. and I'll, I'll then turn around. I'll then turn around and donate it back to the existing five armed services that actually need it uh, to provide care for veterans and stuff instead of this. this They're wearing camo, thing. man. They yeah. no one will no yeah. see them. They're wearing camo. Oh, my God. You know, I, and literally like just the term space force. I, I mean, know. My God, like I cringe every time I read it. It's just so. Uh, and look, I um. I'm so proud of my Coast Guard service, and I, I loved being in the Coast Guard so much. I didn't get out because I wanted to. I got out because, you know, I, you when you have a, a day job, I was in the reserve. You, you're writing, you're on television, and when you're an officer in the reserve, we call it a, a full-time job for which you receive part-time pay. Right. You really are like, yeah, you drill one weekend a month. You don't drill one weekend a month. I would drill three weekends a month, and then I'd be on the phone and, and writing, you know, every night managing my unit. 
So it really reached a point where I had to make a decision. I miss it. But just watching the military. Uh, in the last few years, the hiding of the USS McCain, uh, the commissioning of this Space Force, yeah. the defunding of critical mission, uh, mission critical operations to build the border wall. This stuff just breaks my heart because one of the things that um, we really pride in the military and that uh, it's really the last sort of sector of society where this is taken seriously is honor um, and the idea that honor matters. And to watch the honor of all five branches just drag through the mud, yeah. I can't tell you how much that hurts me. Well, we're very grateful for your service, so thank yes. you. And, and, no, and, well, uh, I mean, no, it was my uh, my honor to serve. Uh, I really, uh, I was grateful for the chance to do it. Well, and we're grateful the fact that you're going to keep all Russia from hacking our elections, too. Yeah, I really <laughs> appreciate you yeah. getting on that right away. <laughs> right. Exactly. What, get what, on that what right the hell away. are you doing on this podcast, man? <laughs> You've got work to do, sir. Uh, where, this is my break. So uh, I appreciate uh, the chance to think about something else. Where can uh, people, you know, our listeners, we have listeners all over all over the world, Where what, what can they... Where can they find your books, your uh, website, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, television sure. so, show? So I have a really diverse career. Um, I, you know, historian, science fiction, fantasy writer, television personality, my security work. So the best bet is to just look for me. Um, my website is mikecole.com. It's M-Y-K-E-C-O-L-E.com. You can follow me on Twitter at at Mike Cole, spelled M-Y-K-E-C-O-L-E. You can friend me on Facebook uh, at facebook.com forward slash Mike Cole, but I don't really use Facebook because that's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's kind of past. It's like it's almost MySpace at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we're big Instagram Facebook. We're big Facebook guys. The old guys here. We're huge Facebook. And so is Rick's mom, by the way. Oh, I'm my mom's with... on it. So that says it right there. Right. So I, I think like I'm, I know I'm going to get lynched for this, but I really think of Facebook as, as social media for the elderly. Yeah, like, that's fine. Just, that's it's fine. just geriatric. Um, and then Instagram, uh, Mike underscore Cole. Okay. And it's M-Y-K-E. Isn't that Mikey? That's right, yes. And I, I, I do not deny that it is spelled that way in part to make me more internet discoverable. Oh, good, oh good. very good. Oh, good for you. Well, that's why Dave uses an umlaut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David, Dave. right. Yeah. And, and Rick has a number six in the middle of his right. name for exactly. whatever reason. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Hey, Mikey, thank you very much for <laughs> spending time with us. I mean, if this was awesome yeah this we was, really enjoyed it other than the no, fact that i'm gonna of, kill myself but you guys if uh if you ever um you ever want to talk again or if i can connect you to other writers oh uh, my god yeah on tv that uh that would help uh i really really love um what you do with the podcast i had said to dave when we spoke um uh offline that uh, i was super super impressed with your interview scaramucci oh, um, i I uh, spend a lot of time angry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the fact that you were able to um, have a civil conversation uh, without um, sort of compromising basic principles was really, really impressive. Um, and it, and I, I, I will admit that I'm a fist in the air, you know, oh, yeah. um, let's start the revolution kind of guy. And hearing um, it just sort of made me feel very hopeful and very comfortable that that someone's out there who's able to have uh, conversations and that they can be, and that I can learn from them uh, and that they can be civil. So I really, I appreciate ah, that. Our That's pleasure. like the nicest thing anyone ever said to us. <laughs> our pleasure. <laughs> Thanks very much for being on the show. Hey man, thanks for inviting me. Thanks right. buddy. And, and I will, uh, I'll send you a link when it's on the air and everything. All right. Have a good one. Thanks buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks Mike. Feel a little inadequate. You mean? After talking to Mike. Oh God. I mean, you know, yeah. 
The yeah, man is uh, hes a little intimidating. Well, he's super smart, so he's just as nerdy as we are. Yeah, but, but if you if you've seen him, he's like oh, buff. He's, and he's got a great beard, too. And, and he does his perfect beard. <laughs> he's got a perfect beard. Like, uh, you and I could not grow uh, a beard no, that No, not good. at all. He's a nice guy, though, and we appreciate him slumming with a couple yes. of... Uh, a, you know, this nice. this morning when I drove to the studio yeah. here, um, you know, it snowed last night. Right. And I had to find the snow scraper yeah. to brush off the snow. Right. The snow brush, I Thank think. Thank <laughs> I think is what, is what you were looking for. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. Yes. Okay, so I was stuck. Like, what do I do? Oh my god. So pathetic. we've got so we've got a counterintelligence guy. I think wow, we're just you know we're just is, like you're more pathetic than I thought right. you were. And I'm like, all right, I'll just use my hands, I guess. Uh special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits dot com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and friends. That's us. I'm Kimmy. I'm Sam. And I am Tommy right here. We're going to talk about Florida men. We're going to talk about paranormal stories. We're going to talk about uh, city stuff. Sex talk. Sex talk. And sex talk. And yeah, sex talk will come up. But only if it's brought up. We got to keep that on the DL. So come meet your new friends with and friends on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, radiomisfits.com, and Opie Production. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From Bandstand to Gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. <clears throat> A lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <clears throat> Are you ready? Ah, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. That Let's do good. it again. What? That wasn't good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent.